and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Today, we mourn the loss but celebrate the life and career of perhaps the most influential performer in the history of pro wrestling. From fashion to physique, they inspired countless others. Of course, we're talking about the superstar, Billy Graham. We're talking all about the superstar today and also open forum whatever you guys want to talk about we're here to discuss it my name is jumpin jay and of course i'm sitting across from a guy who has been inspired by superstar billy graham you should see this man rock some tie-dye of course i'm talking about superstar tommy fiero tommy good morning brother what is going on Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm, I'm looking in my mirror right now with my tie-dye shirt on Jumping Jay, how are you? Good morning. Listen, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm excited uh, for today's conversation. Uh, of course, it's always tough when we lose a pro wrestling superstar, but given his uh, sure. health conditions and kind of the battles he went through, it's a good time to sit back and talk about the impact that he left behind in the world of wrestling. Plus, I'm just happy to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to the callers, and I'm excited to hear everything that's going on in the world of Tommy Fierro. So I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How are you doing? Have you fully recovered from 80s Wrestling Con 4 yet? Have you caught your breath yet? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, as shortly after 80s Wrestling Con, so last week I had, had, so I did 80s Wrestling Con, and then I did ISW after 80s Wrestling Con, then last week I did shows last Thursday and Friday, and then I got bronchitis. I'm, I'm, if, if my voice oh my word. isn't 100 percent, yeah, yeah, I'm still coughing and stuff. So, uh, pardon me if I if I uh, if I cough at all during the the uh, podcast or I sound a little off. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been I got bronchitis, and then I have a live event tonight. We're doing a, a fundraiser for the Barnegat PTA in Barnegat, New Jersey. It's going to be at Barnegat High School this evening, seven o'clock bell time, and uh, Tommy Dreamer will be in the main event tonight. Actually, uh, Rick Recon is on his way down to Barnegat right now. He's going to be calling live on the scene from Barnegat at about 1045 Eastern time today. So we'll get a update from Rick Recon and have you talk to him, Jake, because you were at the show and I'm sure you want to discuss uh, his career and, and his big match he had. But yeah, today we're, we, we do mourn the loss of, without question, one of the biggest most iconic, most celebrated professional wrestlers in the history of the professional wrestling business, and that's superstar Billy Graham. Obviously, Hulk Hogan has been on record saying that you know Billy Graham was one of his idols growing up. Uh, unbelievable impact he's had on this business and this industry. Anyone out there that wants to call in and share their memories of the late, great superstar Billy Graham, call us up at 516 516- Five nine five eight two nine five again at five one six five nine five eight two nine five and tell us your favorite memories and moments from the former WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, very well said, Tommy. And I think we're going to start the conversation off with a good friend of the show, all the way from Chico, California. Hopefully, he's got the tie dye on today. It's Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Jumpin' Jay. Good morning, Tommy. Um, superstar Billy Graham, that's a, a huge, huge loss. Yeah, I was uh, 
I, I wanted to hear uh, Tommy. Uh, I, I believe you got to see Superstar against uh, uh, Butch Reed in a cage out in New Jersey, but are there any other in-person uh, uh, matches that you got to see? I don't think Che got to see Superstar in person, but I was wondering uh, if Tommy got to see Superstar. I, I, I did. I saw him. I, I, that match you just said against Butch Reed in the steel cage. No, I started watching wrestling in 1985, so at that point, his big run in heyday in WWF was was over by then. But you know, I got I got familiar as a kid with Billy Graham when he came back and had that little run with Butch Reed, and then he was the manager for Don Morocco. So like that, as a kid, that's how I first found out about superstar Billy Graham. And I'll tell you what, I think I mentioned this in the past, Jay. For the WrestleMania Four tournament, when I was a kid, for some reason I thought Don Morocco was going to win that tournament, and win the WWF Heavyweight Title. And I know that Billy Graham was with them at that time, and they came out to Billy Graham's theme song. And you know, it, it's funny that uh, we actually used that theme song for the superstar Danny Morrison in ISPW. So it's now going to be a, a tribute to him, uh, obviously going forward. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember. Uh, you know, I wasn't there, but watching him on the Slammy Awards with Hulk Hogan posing. Now, Ace Darling was at that, and Billy Graham actually touched, I believe, Ace Darling's shoulder, and and he he never forgets us. He talks about it all the time. But yeah, man, what a what a a huge iconic, one of the biggest names ever in the history of professional wrestling. It's one of my guys that had my bucket list. I never got an opportunity to work with that I really really would have loved to work with. Now, Brian. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite moments and memories from the superstar? Well, I, I remember the thing is you. I got to see him on TV, and he's out in the desert with the tarantula, and he has this amazing physique. And, and I think how, wow, he reminds me a little Hulk Hogan and, and Jesse Ventura. And then, of course, we grow up and find out the reason is because they emulated him. So pretty amazing. Um, when we first saw him, you know, he's in there on uh, – superstars of wrestling I, I believe it could have been championship wrestling it was right around when it changed but he he wore an earring into the ring and jesse commented about you know how he could have had serious injury doing that he he did a quick match against enhancement talent and one with a bear hug and jesse talked about how he stole his stuff and and so uh you know very soon after that we saw the very graphic um hip surgery on tv which you know, as a 12-year-old, that was just—it was pretty crazy to see this guy's hip, hip cut open on TV and them working on replacing it. And and of course, then he uh, makes his return. And and the one time I got to see him in person was uh, uh, he was back for four or five months in '87, same time you saw him. But um, I saw him fill in for Ken Patera in an old-fashioned whipping match. They called it against. Uh, uh, Harley race. And so Ken Patera was handcuffed to uh, Bobby Heenan and superstar Billy Graham was the main event August of 87 and, and defeated Harley race. So they got to give uh, Bobby Heenan 10 lashes with a belt. And, and I was, you know, I was pretty excited about Don Morocco versus uh, cowboy Bob Orton. Morocco is one of my guys that I really liked and uh, didn't realize the significance of seeing a former WWWF world champion and a former NWA champion in a main event in 1987 and, and how cool that was. Um, so, and yeah, Morocco at the WrestleMania four tournament, 
he was one of the guys I was rooting for. Um, I saw an article in uh, WWF magazine that came out right before WrestleMania 4 where they accidentally said that uh, Elizabeth was the, the manager of the new champion. So they kind of gave it away on, on accident, but uh, I still watched and wasn't sure if that was actually what was going to happen or not. But, uh, but yeah, Superstar Billy Graham with the, the music of, of Jesus Christ Superstar and the, the influence that he, he gave over uh, the whole of the wrestling world and, you know, even including Ric Flair, what, what a loss to the, uh, the wrestling world. And, and I noticed at 80s Wrestling Con when Superstar Danny Morrison coming out that that was the music uh, that was playing. So thought how cool that was. Uh, Danny Morrison, you know, I know he was a, uh, a, a, a big fan of Macho Man Randy Savage, but obviously he's, he's taken a little bit from the, uh, the world of the superstar Billy Graham as well. Absolutely, man. And, and he, he involved his character as well. Originally, you know, ECW's Danny Doring was one half of the ECW tag team champions back in the day, now going by his real birth name, uh, with the superstar moniker behind it, so yeah, the, the the song itself obviously is a tribute to superstar Billy Graham, and yeah, man, what an unbelievable loss for our industry. Jay, uh, what, what are some of your uh, your favorite memories or or most fond memories growing up watching superstar Billy Graham? Well, kind of like Brian said, when you're young and you see clips of superstar Billy Graham, you go, man, that guy is kind of stealing Hogan's gimmick. He's kind of stealing Ventura's gimmick. And then, yeah, you grow up and you realize he was the original. You know, they have that documentary called Superstar Billy Graham 20 years uh, too soon. And he was definitely ahead of his time. And when you're sitting here talking about that we were all at an ISPW show just a couple weeks ago, and there is a wrestler who's currently active in the ring who is still being influenced by Superstar Billy Graham, it kind of makes you take a step back and go, this guy might have been way ahead of his time. And you wonder what the world of wrestling, what the landscape would have looked like if there had never been a superstar Billy Graham, because so many great wrestlers since then have taken little nuggets, whether it's the look, whether it's, you know, the bodybuilding physique or just the attire, the swagger, the way he would talk, the way he would rhyme in his promos. Uh, I'm a young enough man that I miss his, prime run at the top and so all i have to go on is what i saw of him later in his career when he's in a managerial role or when he's not quite uh what he was at his peak or tapes uh i was watching youtube this morning on some of his promos and just the way he would talk i mean you could hear dusty Rhodes in there you could hear hulk hogan for sure in there you could hear jesse ventura and so the fact that he influenced so many people it's when you kind of sit back and you go, man, the guys I grew up loving grew up loving this guy. And so if there wasn't a Billy Graham, there might not have been a Hogan, you know? And so it's just kind of one of those moments where you step back and go, this guy really changed the landscape of the whole industry. I'd almost say that he was uh, the Muhammad Ali of wrestling because he's got a very similar swagger to when we saw, you know, same thing. We weren't old enough to appreciate Muhammad Ali, but then when you watch Muhammad Ali and him talking, it's like, oh, okay, I see where uh, these two guys in the 70s were revolutionizing their sports and, and superstars of, of their sports. And, and when he lost the title to Backland, when I finally, it was late 80s on VHS when I saw that and I saw his foot on the ropes, I was like, wow, like, 
you never see a heel get protected in a loss. And you saw mm-hmm. that with the superstar where even though I, I feel like he should have had a longer run and, and maybe even changed babyface back in the, in the late seventies, mm-hmm. um, it was interesting to see that they, they let him have his foot on the rope when he got pinned. So it wasn't just this, this clean background going over. And, uh, and I, I don't want to dominate the calls. I'm sure there's some other guys out there that want to talk, but I, I really right. love talking listen, to you guys listen, again. Listen, listen, listen. Take, take your time. And we, there's no rush. There's no rush talk. I'm talking about <laughs> one of the most legendary figures in the history of this business. You're one of our, if not our top caller from the get-go. So, there's no rush here, man. Take your time. We're talking and remembering superstar Billy Graham. Anyone out there that wants to call in and join the chat again, the number is area code 516-595-8295. Again, 516-595-8295. Uh, about a half hour or so, we're going to get, or maybe even before, uh, Rick Recon will be calling live from Barnegat, New Jersey, the site of tonight's ISPW show, and we'll talk about ISPW with him and Jumping down, you want to ask him a couple of questions, but it's okay, Brian. You can stand a couple more minutes. One thing that I wanted to mention to both of you guys, I remember as a kid, you remember that? Because, you, uh, Brian, you said about Billy Graham on the desert. I remember having that poster as, as a kid hanging on my wall. Uh, back in the day when you would go to the live events, they would sell those uh, posters of all the different superstars. And when you went into the WWF magazine in the middle of the catalog section, you would find it there. Uh, did you guys have any Billy Graham merchandise growing up? I know for sure I definitely had that poster. No, no merchandise for me. I remember the black shirt with the, the plain gold um, superstar on it. And and like I say, as, as a kid, I didn't appreciate the, you know, one of the few cards that I went to having Billy Graham versus Harley Race. That That's, you know, unbelievable that I got to see that. So I have a couple pictures of that that my mom took in the day. But uh, unfortunately, I, I would have had that LJN if they'd come out with one. I really wish that's one of the uh, the kind of misses that they had as far as I think they should have had a superstar Billy Graham uh, LJN figure. So I, that would have been one I would have loved to have had. And uh, But no poster and no uh, no T-shirt for me. And uh, I'm guessing that, uh, that Jumpin' Jay probably didn't have one either. But I, I wouldn't, I'm not at all surprised that you did, Tommy. <laughs> No, you're right. I did not have any superstar Billy Graham merchandise, but I did jump on the Google machine, and there are some people that make some pretty cool-looking uh, custom LJNs uh, of superstar Billy Graham. And so I know you specialize in some customized LJNs, Brian, so maybe that's got to be put on your list. Definitely on the bucket list. I'd love to get one and, and paint one up for sure. And uh, open forum-wise, uh want to wish both of your wives hope they had a great mother's day i'm sure that you uh both were uh kind to them so thank uh, you man you know yeah and and also uh, congratulations to tommy i know you uh had communion for your daughter the day after so i know it's been a very hectic couple weeks aside from wrestling just in with personal life and and anniversaries of things and whatnot thank you man I, i i appreciate that very much and uh Again, it was, it was awesome seeing you up here a couple of weeks back at 80s Wrestling Con, and uh, hopefully you can you can make it back up soon. I know. And now, real quickly before you go, now I've been I've been I've been for a couple of years now saying how Jumpin' Jay is legitimately the world's tallest man. Now, when you got to see him firsthand in person, <laughs> how high did you have to look up, Babyface Brian, when you were you were looking at Big Jay? 
Uh, it was just like with the wrestlers, you know, I'm next to the Beverly brothers. I'm next to slaughter, Tony Atlas and, and all these pictures. And I'm, I'm a great guy for those pictures because it makes them look more giant than they uh, normally would be since I'm, you know, five, five and jumping, jumping Jays the same way. It's, you know, I got well, you know, or I'll have, there's a guy, Tom, the bomb that listens to this, to this uh, podcast. And so he posted, he's got a picture of me where he looks like a giant and he's got one next to Jay where he looks uh, uh, like a, like just a regular sized person <laughs> next to jumping Jay. So I thought that was amusing. So yeah, I yeah. have uh, hoped to meet nicer people out there and uh, we consider you both friends. So uh, thanks so much. And, uh, and you'll have to ask Rick Reek how he's uh, Rick Reek on how he's feeling after those, uh, those huge, that final spot. My God, I don't know I'll if it's on what. YouTube or not, but it's, yeah, he just he just text he just texted me. He's about 15 minutes out from calling in, so if you want to call back uh, and, and talk to him, you can feel free to call back if you'd like. Definitely, yeah, you can uh, put me on on hold or whatnot. But that that was a uh, brutal match and uh, very entertaining. The sacrifices those guys made to their bodies for our entertainment and. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was wondering how he made it home that last, you know, that night, or if you had to crash on your couch because, wow, that was something. So, hey, hey Brian, listen, before man, we, I got, Brian, before we stick yeah, you on hold, say, in uh, oh, you go first, yeah. Tommy, then I got then I got a follow up. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the last thing in the world I can do right now is bring a wrestler home to sleep on my couch because my life is literally wrestling from when I wake up <laughs> till I go to sleep. So if I bring a wrestler to sleep over, my wife's kicking me the fuck out of the house. So right. I have to do the days in for him that night. <laughs> Listen, oh, we're going to put you on a brief hold, and then uh, when he comes out, we'll get you back on because it would be a cool perspective for him, you being from California, not an East Coast or New Jersey wrestling fan. So, uh, WJ, you can follow up with your point, then we'll, we'll get into something else. Well, I was just going to say, in uh, in the spirit of open forum, I know that today's date, May 18th, has some other kind of historic wrestling ties. I know Babyface Brian is a big date guy, and so I'm wondering if he has anything uh, for May 18th off the top of his head. Oh, I do. It would have been uh, Jimmy Snuka's 80th birthday, so I know uh, yep. that's near and dear to Tommy's heart. And uh, another anniversary that's really crazy when you think about it is it's uh, – 21 years to the day after we lost Davy Boy Smith at the age of uh, only 39. And then uh, one other crazy one is that uh, it's 43 years after the first major news story that I remember, which was uh, Mount St. Helens. And on that day, Roddy Piper and Rick Martell were traveling together in Rick Martell's new vehicle when the, the eruption happened. And they actually crashed and went underneath a semi-truck and were able to get out of there and help the other travelers. And then they had to hitch a ride to get to the show that night. So it's a, there's a lot of stuff aside from yesterday being the uh, 60th anniversary of Bruno winning the title for the first time. And the day that we lost superstar Billy Graham today has all this, this crazy history to it as well. So so yes, May 18th, big day uh, in the in the history of wrestling. Man, you did not disappoint. I, I only knew two of those facts that you you had. I asked the right guy, Tommy. Did you know any of that stuff? That's why I pay you the big money, jumping day to, to get the facts straight. You know, <laughs> we just got to bring Brian on. He's got all the dates. Uh, but Brian, we'll stick you on hold. We'll bring you back when uh, Rick Recon's on, and we'll talk to him about everything ISPW. Sounds great. Thank you, gentlemen.
Now, jumping in, let me ask you real quick. Going back in the history books of professional wrestling from the 50s till right now, and I know this is a really, really, really tough, I mean, it's, it's so hard to narrow it down, top 10, top 25, top 100, uh, but obviously someone like superstar Billy Graham as far as the impact he's made on the professional wrestling industry, I would say, you know, he has to easily, and, and this is without even writing any names down on a paper, he'd have to fall of all time, in my opinion, as far as contributions and, and big name-wise goes and the impact he, he's had on the industry. Oh, I would say he's for sure in the top 10. When you start talking about most influential and you kind of got to go, like you said, back in time, because you could pick somebody today that is certainly influence, influencing young people. Um, like the wrestlers we see on TV today were influenced by the same people we were uh, growing up. But you got to look back at who influenced them. And so I think superstar Billy, uh, Billy Graham is definitely at the top of the list. I think of names like Gorgeous George. I think about uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. I would put Bruno San Martino on there. Um, gosh, you can even go back to like the original Sheik. Cause if you think about all the, the Sheiks and just kind of all the foreign wrestlers that really just personified that heel character. Uh, and then if you come more towards nowadays, um, I would think guys like Roddy Piper really impacted, um, wrestlers after him. Hogan obviously did. I would say Jake, the snakes interview style, probably, um, influence people. I would say the way Shawn Michaels works in the ring is probably influencing people. But when you're talking historically, I think, yeah, you got to have Billy Graham on that list and guys similar to him that maybe didn't have the physique or the talk, but other guys that changed the game in a different way. Uh, even guys for their technical ability, like Luthez probably influenced a lot of people. Uh, and so it's really interesting to play that game, Absolutely. to look back and see who is impacting the world of wrestling. And then you got to talk about Who's wrestling now that's going to be impacting the next 10 to 20 years? And so that's just a fun conversation. You know, let, let's stick on this conversation for a minute. And, and this is me. Listen, obviously you don't have three seconds to even prepare this. Because what I'm about to ask you, you do not know what I'm asking yet. So just off the top of your head, and, and you can go back and change it afterwards. But if I put a gun to your head, Jumping Jay, right now, and I said, and as soon as I ask you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't even think. You just got to turn around. You have to rattle off four names. Who is the, rap, the the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? Of all time? Of all time. Oh, my I know, word. I know it's so hard. You'd have to really sit down and, and think about it. But on well, the spot, who would you pick? And, and what's fun about this conversation is we could have this conversation an hour from now and my answer would be different. We could have it a week from now and my answer would be different. And it's all kind of personal opinion. Sure. And I'm going to pick guys from the 80s because that's the era that I learned that I grew up. And so without a shadow of a doubt, one of my four spots has to be taken up by Hulk Hogan just for the impact okay, on right, the stop industry. Right, stop, stop right there. Yeah. I, I agree with you. So I'm going, to, I'm going to play along with you while you're doing it. So, yes, I agree. If there's four spots on the route, uh, Mount Rushmore wrestling, Hulk Hogan absolutely positively has to be on that. So I agree with you. Hulk Hogan has to be one of those four spots. Okay, and I'm guessing our next three are going to differ because, gosh, gun, like I, you didn't prepare me, so I'm just going off the top of my head. I think if Hogan's on there. Oh, and, and I, I think, am also. I am also. Okay. I think Ric Flair also has to be on there. You know, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to give that some more thought. 
I'm thinking as far as uh, money they drew in the business, because the, the bottom line is, and, and gosh, I'm not saying he did it. He drew quadrillions amounts of money. Yeah, here's. But on the spot, he, he, he might be, but I would say you'd have to put Stone Cold Steve Austin on that as well. Well, see, here's the, here's the disadvantage Ric Flair has is for his prime career, he wasn't in the World Wrestling Federation. He didn't have the rocket of marketing that the WWE brings. And so his earning is going to be less. Um, so if we're going box office, Mount Rushmore, then yeah, he might not make it. But if he would have had the same storylines that he had with Dusty Rhodes and those kind of feuds, if he would have had it on a bigger stage, man, I feel like he would be on there. But yeah, money-wise, Hogan, Austin for sure. I think, is Austin the all-time biggest selling merchandise-wise guy that WWE has ever had? I believe so, but listen, let's let's stick. And, and, and also, Flair might very well be on that. I don't want anyone to message me and say, "How is not Flair? How's Flair not in the, the Mount Rushmore?" He, he he might very well be. And it is hard to to, to narrow it down to just four guys because, gosh, I mean, you can make arguments for so many different guys: Undertaker, Andre the Giant, uh, Dusty. I mean, there's so many different guys. But yeah, that's it's, it's an unfair question to begin with. Uh, but um, the, the the thing about what did you what was the thing you just said real quick? I wanted. To, Oh, about Stone Cold being the highest uh, drawing guy of all time. Here's the difference. You got to remember back then in the 80s when Hulk Hogan was running wild and they had all this merchandise and stuff, um, you know, Stone Cold during his era, they made everything of Steve Austin. I mean, not that they didn't have Hulk Hogan back in the day, but back in that like 99, 98, 99, 2000 era, I mean, they literally had branding deals. If you go back and look at it, all the stuff, they had branding deals with everyone. So, like, there was everything from, you know, lighters to umbrellas to like, anything you could possibly think of because wrestling was so red hot at the time. So I think that Austin might have had, as far as grossing-wise, merchandise-wise that I'm talking about, um, I think that he might have had a lot more merchandise available than Hulk Hogan did, like the T-shirts. I mean, how many different – and back then, 1999, how hot. I mean, wrestling was so in that everyone was rocking wrestling T-shirts. Everywhere you went, you would see wrestling T-shirts. And then back then, if you look at all the different Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts they had, man, they were, they were fucking printing them out like they, were, like they were, you know, just paper because anything they put on a T-shirt would sell back then. So if you go back and look at how many shirts were released from Hulk Hogan during that 1985 to 1990 run compared to Stone Cold, I guarantee you Stone Cold probably has at least at least 50 more shirts than Hulk Hogan does. And you times that times a million people, that's the difference between uh, what he grossed and what Hogan grossed as far as uh, merchandise revenue goes. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting conversation to have for sure. So let me ask you this. Let me twist it a little bit. Because to be on Mount Rushmore, I think it takes, it takes a number of factors. And I think, yeah, I think money is definitely one of those factors. I think the other factors may be kind of what we're talking about with superstar Billy Graham. The, the influence factor. Who do you think influenced more of the next generation? Do you think Hogan influenced more up-and-coming wrestlers with his style, or do you think Steve Austin did? I would say, you know, I don't think any of us would be doing what we're doing right now, including the wrestlers, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan and uh, the road he paid for everyone in this industry. 
I mean, back then, wrestling was pop culture, and he was, you know, the superhero of, of professional wrestling. And I think that, you know, the business is where it's at right now uh, from all the blood, sweat, and tears that not only Vince McMahon, you know, had, but all that stuff he put on Hulk Hogan's back in the time when he was the guy. So uh, I would definitely say Hogan. We both agree on that. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Cole, we both agree. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think influenced more wrestlers? You're picking Stone Cold. You're putting Stone Cold's face on the mountain, but you're not putting Ric Flair's. Who do you think influenced more wrestlers, Ric Flair or, or Steve Austin? That's really, 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 really. I, I, listen, I might throw that. <laughs> you're going to regret put, bringing this topic like up because fire. you could debate like each and every day. What's that? You make you're making it seem, you're putting me on the spot, you, you make it seem like I don't want to put Ric Flair on this list. On the I don't, list, you, your, exact I'm, I'm words where I gotta, your exact words where I got to think about that, which means Ric Flair doesn't have a guaranteed spot on, on your Mount Rushmore of rest, which is interesting to me. Listen, listen, it's not over yet. The, 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 the podcast still has a half hour to go. I have still time. <laughs> I will give you my final right. answer by the end of the broadcast. You don't Hopefully have to see that. on there. This is the nice thing about wrestling debate is it can change. Your Mount Rushmore today is tomorrow, and it's going to be different than it was last week. That's why these conversations are fun. I'm not saying Stone Cold shouldn't be on the mountain. I'm just making a case for there's only four spots, and you run out of four spots really quickly. And so you really just got to look sure. at each an individual spot. And we'll come back to this conversation. We're going to jump into another call. We're talking about superstar Billy Graham. We're talking about the impact he had on professional wrestling. It's also open forum, whatever you feel like talking about. We're going to answer the phone call from a good friend, Joe from Atlanta. Good morning, Joe, and welcome to the conversation. Good morning, brothers. Yes, rest in peace. Superstar Billy Graham, uh, yeah, I mean, what comes to mind is the, uh, the muscles, the tan, bald head, um, and just, uh, yeah, an influencer, and due to the fact that, I always tell you guys when I call in, like, WrestleMania three was, like, my first beginning to watch WWF, and uh, I think it was WrestleMania four that they simply introduced him and he just walked down the aisle and they played his theme music. And that was like, uh, it was to us, to me, I'm going to call myself young today. (laughs) Um, It was just like, okay, so there were wrestlers before Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. So that was like, uh, it made, made us like question, you know, um, probably like I, my uncles and my dad, you know, allowed me to watch it. So I, I don't know for sure that I said, who is this guy? But yeah, it's a, it was proof that there was wrestlers before Hulk Hogan, et cetera. So yeah. Um, and that's where it's like, yeah, I don't, I wish I knew more about his matches. So mm-hmm. like, um, maybe I'll watch it to honor him. Maybe I'll YouTube a superstar Billy Graham wrestling match today. Um, and then I, I, I always love where you guys go with the, your impromptus. So here's what I got for my Mount Rushmore, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Andre the Giant. And here's going to be my asterisk one where people might say no, but I'm going to say Ultimate Warrior. And it kind of goes in that money generating, colorful. So that would be my Mount Rushmore. Listen, that's not a bad Mount Rushmore. It, this is what I love about wrestling is 
every character can speak to a fan differently. And so everyone you named there was a huge part of my childhood. And so I can't, I have a tough time arguing that anybody shouldn't be on there. Um, that'd be one heck of a Mount Rushmore if that was a, a real monument to go see. I'll tell you that much. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, Fantastic, yeah, I wish I, 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 everybody, yeah, even my dad texted me this morning about superstar Billy yeah. Graham passing away. So, yeah, it's going around the world. Yep. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm going to go change my outfit to, you know, very colorful tie-dye, and I'll <laughs> see you guys, talk with you guys later. Sounds good, Thanks, Joe. Man. Thank you so much. It is a tie-dye uh, obviously, type of day. Obviously, obviously Jumping Jay has a, a, a camera hidden somewhere in my house where he can see directly from his beautiful mansion in, in uh, Minnesota because he knows I'm rocking a tie-dye shirt right now as we speak. Um, Jumping Jay. Let's continue this conversation about Mount Rushmore. But I, actually, first, I believe we have uh, – I believe Rick Recon is, is, is on hold now. He's, he's live from Barnegat, New Jersey, the site of tonight's ISPW show. And I'm going to have him jump into this conversation. Obviously, he doesn't know what we're talking about just quite yet, but uh, I want to get his take on it too. Rick Recon, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast, my man. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you guys doing? I'm We're doing, doing better if I was well. down there at the at the beach with you right now. I heard I heard you're uh, you're down on the on the beach already, right? I I am. I'm working on the sand. I mean, this is a beautiful shore with the beautiful <laughs> girls. And man, man, are they eyeing me? I, I might have to. I'm gonna have to hold off until after after the match though to partake in my little you know, uh, escapade <laughs> later. Woo! But you know, yes, woo woo, Rick Flair, baby. So what you're saying? Well, you're saying that they're going to rock out tonight in Barnegat, New Jersey. They are going to ro- they are going to rock out by the drills in the hundreds, my friends. They are. <laughs> hey, listen real quickly. Uh, uh, Jonathan Jay actually wanted to ask you a couple of questions. He was at the '80s Wrestling Con and, and was there for the show afterwards. We also have a caller on hold that was waiting to talk to you as well. Recon, uh, one of our regular listeners, flew in from California. And that was extremely impressed with you. He wants to talk to you as well. So, but real quickly, we're having a conversation. Obviously, we're talking about uh, the life and times of superstar Billy Graham and the impact that he's had on this industry. And I don't know, we just started talking. We got into talking about uh, Mount Rushmore. And it, obviously, it's so hard to narrow it down to four guys without pissing off a million fans. And it's obviously everyone's perspective and opinion Obviously, I think without saying, and let's see if you agree with us on this one, the first head that has to be on that Mount Rushmore, I think that we'll all agree on, uh, well, at least me and Jay does, is Hulk Hogan. Do you, you think that Hogan should definitely be on that, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's pretty much cemented his place on forever on, on, on Mount Rushmore. I think if he's not on it, you're you're really not looking at the business the way you should be looking at the business, <laughs> to be honest. That's uh, so he's absolutely on Mount Rushmore, hands down. All right, so now without you, obviously you didn't know we were talking about this. You had no time to prepare for it. Who would be the other three guys? Again, without without giving it too much thought, because you're putting being put on the spot here. Who would be the other yeah. three guys you would put on your Mount Rushmore? Well, I have to say, probably, I mean, before, I have to say Bruno San Martino, he kind of, like, laid the foundation, I believe, mm-hmm. as, as champion. So, I would say it'd be Bruno San Martino, uh, obviously Hulk Hogan. Uh, I would I would have to say Ric Flair, 
because of the longevity and just what he woo baby and what he, what he means to the business and everybody that was um that he influenced on the way and then i would have to say if we're talking uh business box office numbers everything i i would have to say stone cold steve austin i have i have to yeah, so that, I, that would have to be my I, mount I, rushmore I, right there you know the, the uh, big Jay, the I'm big gonna, box office go with, you know yeah uh jay i think i'm gonna go with bruno i'm gonna put bruno on there as well I think Bruno San Martino needs to be on that Mount Rushmore. What do you think? See, this is this is why I love this conversation is because it it can change per the day, per the person you're talking to, the, the mood you're in. But yeah, if you start talking about people that uh, laid the foundation, that were influential, that changed the industry and influenced the performers that come after him, then that mount that mountain might look very different than if you say box office hits. Um, because you could probably come up with four wrestlers before Steve Austin even steps into the ring that you could put on a mountain. But then once Steve Austin hits the ring, you got to put Steve Austin on the mountain. And so I love that. I love this conversation because it has so many different ways that you could put it. 100% Hogan needs to be on there for both box office and for the way he impacted the business. I would say 100% Rick Flair needs to be on there. Here's the thing, though. Again, I'm not not saying Flair shouldn't be on there. how can you not put The Undertaker on there? Uh, Undertaker is one of the biggest stars and characters and most important figures in the history of this business. So I think it's so hard to narrow it down, so I might not put Bruno on there. Uh, I think definitely Hogan has to be on there. Definitely Stone Cold Steve Austin has to be on there. But listen, this, we're, we're talking about the past, and right now we have on the future on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, ISW Superstar, one of the hottest independent guys in the uh, in the business today, Rick Recon. Now, Jay, you're from Minnesota. We have uh, Babyface Brian the Hulk from California. Now, I know that you don't really get to check out too much independent stuff down there by you, but you follow ISPW through our uh, you know our social media and through our our YouTube videos. Uh, give give uh, Rick Recon a, a firsthand perspective of your ISPW experience a couple of weeks back. Well, first of all, Rick, it was a pleasure meeting you in person, and it was a it was a pleasure to watch you do your thing live and in person, not just seeing uh, videotapes on YouTube or, or photos that Tommy sends uh, my way. So, first of all, th- thank you for doing what you do because it was a very entertaining evening. And from my perspective, you had a very busy '80s wrestling con. You were being followed around by hordes of people, lights, cameras. It was a whole it was a whole ordeal. But yet, it seemed like you maintained your focus. Uh, and stepped into the ring, and you had one heck of a main event match, man. There were so many aspects in that match. It was so darn entertaining from bell to bell. I honestly thought you were you were going to win, and so when it didn't go your way, I was a little disappointed, but you have to applaud the effort. I would love to know, as a performer, being at the con all day, meeting some some guys you probably grew up watching, and then everything that goes into preparing and then having a big match that night – that's a long day for anybody, but when you're performing, you have to be at a certain level. You have, your energy has to stay up, and so you had uh, you had probably even a longer day than those of us that were just enjoying the con. And so I would just love to know how did your day go? How do you feel all day knowing you have this big match? And then were you happy with how the match went? Just give me your breakdown of that whole day, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you. You got to listen. You got to be able to shift gears, and you got to be able to to do everything. You have to be prepared for anything. So you have to be able to shift your focus and um, basically just 
not get through the day, but you have to be able to just maintain your focus. You understand what's coming later on in the evening. You know that, that that's not going to change, but you have to live in the moment because uh, this this is very much a business about living in the moment anyway, enjoying enjoying everything that comes with it. And, and for, for a, a, a con like that, an 80s wrestling con, that is just, that's just like kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? It, it, it was, and each year it just seems to get bigger and bigger and more and more people. And it just, dude, it's just awesome. It's awesome from, from a, a wrestling fan's perspective. It's awesome from those of us who are in the business who are, you know, who are still fans who still love this. Um, and, you know, and then obviously being followed around by, you know, TV cameras and all that, um, you know, that, that does add an extra element to it. But uh, they, the way that they were, it was being filmed was very much fly on the wall. So it was just basically go do your thing, do what you do anyway, normally. So that, that helps in a lot of ways. It's just, you know, go, hey, go real, real do quick, your not thing, to, not to jump, be not yourself. To, not to jump, not to jump in real quick, but for people that might not know what he's talking about, or, or Jay, you don't know what he's talking about, and I really can't, I really can't give too many details of, of anything. But what I, I could say is that there was a, a major network there, uh, filming throughout the day and evening at Eddie's Wrestling Con and ISW for a new uh, series on professional wrestling. That's the only thing that I can say. I can't say anything other than that. But if you were asking, if, if anyone listening, wondering why. Uh, you were saying that, Jane, and what Recon was saying about having the cameras and all that stuff. That, that's why there's a, uh, something being filmed, uh, and we, we're a big part of it. So, uh, that, and I can't say anything else other than that, but I just wanted to, for anyone that might have been listening and wondering what that meant, that's what that meant. But I'm sorry to jump in. Go back to you. Yeah, no, that's all good. I appreciate that. I was, I was kind of keeping that uh, can't say too much on it, you know, because it's, you know, it's secret. So, you know, stay tuned. But uh, it was like again getting back to that. Uh, it was it was an awesome experience. But you know what? When it's time when it's time to lace up the boots, it's time to lace up the boots. So once you get into that time and it's time to prep and it's time to get ready for that, that's 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 all that there is. That's the main focus. Like, especially against a guy like Bull James, like top 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 professional man, top guy, hands down, one of the best I ever got in the ring with period. So that's a guy you, you, you have to completely focus on. And, you know, no, the match didn't, didn't go my way. It didn't. And it was, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was heartbreaking. But when you have a taste of something like that and you get that close and you almost have it, man, you can't let it go. You can't let it go. So I'm not letting it go. So I'm, I will get back to that point again. And I will win the ISW Heavyweight Championship. Period. Ooh. I, be- I believe he well, will, sir. I believe he will. Uh, Rick, as long as we got you on the line, we're going to jump into some phone calls here. Um, up first is Babyface Brian, from, who flew all the way from Chico, California. I was sitting next to him, front row, uh, at the big rock and wrestling show, and we were blown away by that, uh, the way the match ended. So we're going to bring Brian on here to talk to you. Babyface Brian, welcome back to the show. You are live with Rick Recon. Rick, I had the pleasure of meeting you the night before after you had uh, driven a few hours from wrestling and uh, then wrestled the main event at ISPW's Rock and Wrestling. Um, I, I had uh, a couple things real quick is that that, that finish was phenomenal. I, I couldn't believe uh, that you were able to. I know it took a while, but I was, I was, it was crazy you were able to get up after that uh, 
being powerbombed through a door up in the middle of the ropes there by Bull James. Um, the the sight of Bull James being such a mammoth human being and you being, uh, you know, bigger than me and way more athletic, but just the size of Bull James is something else. And the next morning when I was at the hotel, I ran into Dory Funk and his wife, and, um, and I asked if they were at the show, and Dory's wife, the, I, I said, I got some pictures from that night, and the first person on her lips, she says, text me pictures of Rick Recon. And so yeah, I didn't tell Tommy that, wow. but that's, that's who wow. I, uh, that's who she, that's oh, who she wanted wow. to know this about. Is... She says, I said, I said, is there anybody else you'd like? She says, ah, Snitsky, but, but Rick Recon. So, so Rick Recon, I, I got to send her a couple of pictures I posted on me, social media of you. And, and she, you know, loved the image, loved the image. So uh, just a really cool thing that the, uh, the, the, the legend Dory Funk's wife you were the buzz. You were the guy that she wanted to, she was sad that she missed and she wished she'd gotten to see. So really cool for that. And then uh, my, my other question aside from how did you get up from that spot and how were you the next day is uh, who were your influences? To Savage and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Cause those are some guys that, that I think of when I watch you in that ring. Those, those are hands down. Those are, those three are massive influences for me. Uh, also, another one would I would have to say is uh, Triple H is another big one. But though, though honestly, it's it, it, I'm I'm very humbled and and then flattered that you named those three because those three are guys that I absolutely look up to and I'm heavily heavily influenced by. Those are three of the greatest ever to ever get in the ring. So I'm very much appreciative of that. And uh, I and, and knowing that uh, Marty Funk actually. You know, was looking for me specifically. My heart, my heart's all a flutter right now. So <laughs> that made my that made my week. Hey, hey, months actually. Hey, be careful, brother. Doria, Doria, fucking stretch you. Be careful about that. <laughs> oh, I'm well. I'm well aware. I'm well aware he would stretch me. He even he would he would school me hands down. Absolutely. As I'm respectful. Hey, listen, real, I'm very respectful. <laughs> real quickly, uh, we'll do an exclusive here. Uh, Rick Recon was actually gonna announce this a little bit later this afternoon on social media, but uh, we'll announce it here first. Actually, next month, uh, Babyface, Brian and Jay, uh, Rick Recon, he wants to do this for real. He wants to do this for a living. He wants to be a WWE superstar. And the only way you can do that is by learning and getting better and training with people that are much better and much wiser than you. So next month, uh, actually, Rick Recon is going to Florida and he's going to be training with Dory Funk. That's breaking news right here on Indies Wrestling, the podcast. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. And, uh, oh, thank man. All, all the best uh, to you. Yeah, it's, you got big uh, things really, in your future, my so friend. Much. Thank you, man. I, I, I just – I have uh, – there's so many people that have supported me uh, so heavily over the last few months and year, and I'm, I'm trying to – I'm just – thankful for it. I'm trying to live up to that support. So I, I Dory is, is, is amazing. And it, it, his school is legendary. So to be able to even enter into that is, is something that like childhood me never would thought of would ever have happened. So just to go is tremendous for me. So I, I'm incredibly excited for this. Excellent. So great to talk to you. Thanks so much, and thanks for that match. And and like I say, uh, how how long did it take to get over that uh, that spot at the end of the match? There. He also, Bull James, basically 
they dragged you like a rag doll over that 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 door that was remaining. I was thinking, geez, that had to you had to feel that, but maybe you were still numb from the the actual spot. So I don't know how long that yeah, took to get over. It, it, it took a it took a bit. Bull is no joke. He is no joke, man. That that is a that is all. He is a solid man. He is solid. He's a he's a brute, and that's why he's champion. But I believe me, I, I was not gonna just lay down there. I was, I had to get up. I had to get up, so I got you, up. But man, I, I definitely felt it for uh, for uh, quite a few days afterwards. And you owe Ace Darling a receipt at some point down the line. Yes, he does. Yes, I do. He's on. Uh, he is right near the top of that list. Right near the top of that hit list, man. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going to let you go weekend. right now. It's so good to talk you, to you. I, you too, Brian. Thank you, man. And uh, Recon, uh, I'll let you go. I know you're on the beach right now in, in Barnegat, New Jersey. Again, everyone out there that lives in the New Jersey area, you come out and see Rick Recon tonight. 7 o'clock p.m. bell time is a fundraiser for the Barnegat PTA. It's going to be in Barnegat High School in Barnegat, New Jersey. Rick Recon will be in action against one half of the ISPW Tag Team Champions, Vic Delicious. Tommy Dreamer will be on the card along with Bull James defending his ISPW heavyweight title, and Mrs. Vicky will be defending her ISPW women's title. For tickets and more information, you can head over to ISPWWrestling.com. King of Rock, enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you down there later in Barnegat. Oh, I will, brother. I will. This is the lovely beach. I'll see you then. See you later, man. All right, man. Take care. Man, he gets he gets down to the show early, brother. He's down there enjoying the life, sitting on the beach, getting ready, getting well, listen, focused for tonight. If you listen, if you were a good looking guy like that, I'm sure that he can walk into a bar, right, and just go up to a girl and say, "Hey, you're coming home with me tonight." You know what I mean? So I'm sure he's this, down there getting his uh, picking. He's a rock star. I know, but you said if I was, you, know, you, you don't think I could walk into a bar down and. Where where is he in New Jersey? Well, listen. It depends on how high the ceiling is and and the bar if you can get in or not. You know. <laughs> I'm just pulling your leg, man. We're gonna roll back to the conversation. Superstar Billy Graham. We're also talking Mount Rushmore's open forum. We got a caller waiting on hold. Uh, he's a guy that was '80s wrestling con. Tommy. He's probably got a lot to say about Superstar Billy Graham. Firefighter Brian. Good morning, sir. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to be back. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing very well, sir. How about yourself? Doing a lot better now that I'm talking to you guys. Oh, uh, nice. I wanted, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm actually heading to the beach myself in Florida. I'm listening to you guys. I'm calling from Florida here for my oh, that's niece's awesome. graduation. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful here. It's beautiful here. We came at the right time because uh, you'll appreciate this, uh, Jay, uh, where we are. It's actually in the upper 30s. They got a, it's been in the 70s, been beautiful, shorts, oh, flip-flops, the whole nine yards, and now it's in the upper 30s there, so we came <laughs> at the right time. My, my niece got gra- graduated at the right time. We're heading to the beach now, where, but I had to call in. When you said the topic is superstar Billy Graham, yes, I had to call in. You talk about a trailblazer. You talk about mm-hmm. a game changer, mm-hmm. okay? He is one of the most important and influential. You look at the wrestlers. I mean, listen, I don't know if uh, you guys have named who he's 
you could see the influence. Hulk Hogan, that right there, arguably the biggest name in the history of the business. Who's to say there may not be a Hulk Hogan if right. it weren't for superstar Billy Graham, Triple H, the Steiners, right. Buddy Landell, and more than anybody, Jesse Ventura. Jesse mm-hmm. Ventura, and I thought it was coincidental that they went to the WWE Hall of Fame in the same year. Billy Graham was the first inducted. Uh, Jesse ended the show, and he said the first thing he said, he, Billy Graham changed wrestling forever, and he mm-hmm. showed that WWF at the time can make money with a heel champion. And I think he, I think he's go. He went to his grave, pissed off that they had him drop it to Backlund. But um, you talk about a um, a trailblazer, a game changer, and I'll I'll leave you guys with this because I know it's almost eleven o'clock and my wife's going to be screaming, "Come on, let's go!" Um, <laughs> uh, you know I do, and I hope the next time I see you guys, I'll do this for you. I do a, as Tommy knows, Heineken's my beer of choice. And I do a certain kind of chug with the Heineken. And I have my own speech, my own toast, my own everything that was heavily influenced by superstar Billy Graham. So for that, I thank the superstar. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of, even like, let me ask, let me ask you guys, Tommy, did you meet or uh, work with Billy Graham? No, I, I, I mentioned at the top of the program, he's one of the guys that was on my bucket list. I never had a opportunity to meet. I, I saw him wrestle in person a few times and also manage a, a couple times Don Morocco. I started watching wrestling in 85, so when Billy Graham made his comeback, that's how I first became familiar with him. But, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, a convention goes, I always, always, he was always on my bucket list, but his health was never – good enough for yeah. the, the travel to New Jersey for an event. Uh, he would do private signings if he went out to him. But he was definitely on my list of guys that I, I really, really wanted to work with and meet that I never had an opportunity to tell. Yeah, same here. I would have loved to have uh, met that guy. I, I knew I probably wasn't going to because of his health. And, um, you know, and, and like you guys, you know, that's really when I got introduced to him, his mid-'80s comeback, which, let's be honest, is kind of better left unforgotten let left forgotten, um, especially, you know, listen, I love Billy Graham, but his commentary at the first SummerSlam, I mean, you know, you need a lot of beer to get through that. But, um, but listen, God bless, rest in paradise, superstar right. Billy Graham. Thank you guys for giving me some time. Let me get going before my wife starts going. You guys met my wife. Oh, let me, She's let, lovely. Let me end with this. Guys, let me end with this. But you'll hey. you'll love you. Tommy gonna crack up when he hit us. When we got to the ticket yeah. door, I I introduced her to Jen of the Stromboli sisters. I said, Jen, this is my wife Megas. Wait, you're his wife? Oh no, I need to hug you for putting up with this guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> guys, That's have great. a good one, and I'll see you guys next week. All right? Sounds good, Brian. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. All right, God bless. Take care. Yeah, happy happy belated uh, Mother's Day also to our, our good friends of the show, Jeff, today, the Stromboli sisters, Stromboli sister Jen and Stromboli sister Vanessa. Listen, man, those two are worth the trip to New Jersey alone. Even if you didn't have 80s Wrestling Con or the Wrestling Collector, I'd fly there just to meet those ladies again. They're, they're, like, they're like our – remember back uh, 
during uh, the primetime wrestling days where they had the, the Rosati sisters. Oh, for sure. So we have I, the, I, the 80s wrestling podcast has the Stromboli sisters. But I promise you, that the Rosati sisters were not as hardworking as the Stromboli sisters. They, they did not stop moving. You Listen, man, you got some hard workers there. They were moving and grooving, and they were getting stuff done. Father, they, 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 call, the, they call the show. I just follow their lead. You know, when the Stromboli sisters crack the whip, I just do my thing. You know what I mean? You just hop. Hey, I don't blame you, man. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I'm going to be heading out, too, because uh, we got to, I got to, the show today is about an hour and 40 minutes from, uh, from me today. Usually I run up in my area. We're, we're headed down south today. So I got about an hour and 40 minute commute to get down there. Nice. And then we got to be down at the, we got to get down at the gym by two o'clock today. We have access to get in. So we got to get in there and get the ring up and stuff. But again, anyone that lives in the New Jersey area wants to check out the show tonight. It's at Barnegat High School, Barnegat, New Jersey, 7 p.m. bell time. Just heard Rick Recon. He'll be there along with all the other superstars of ISPW. Jump and Jay, I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope uh, you and your family Oh, by the way, how, how was your how was your wife's uh, Mother's Day? I, I, it's such a such a sweetheart of a lady, man. I'm, I'm, second time we got to meet her, and I uh, know three times now, right? Third time I met her, right? No, I think you only met her the two times. The first '80s wrestling con she came with, but she didn't come to the actual convention. She stayed back at the hotel. Oh, and that's right. That's so right. I think you she met her twice. Oh, yeah, hold, hold, a, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. So she didn't come to the first one. I want to know why she didn't come to the first one when she was in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, so uh, we were just getting ready to open our business. And so she was doing some of that kind of work. She brought her laptop, and so she was communicating with the, the contractors on what color this should be, what color that should be, talking to vendors. So it was a real busy time. And so she was she stayed back, took care of that. And I took the day to meet some of my, my childhood idols, including Tommy Fierro. Uh, and so that's the first one. But then she's, she's been to two, two ones since then. And we didn't bring the kids the first time. They were you, too young. I'll tell you what. She, she, you obviously made the right choice having her stay at the hotel doing the computer work for the first one because I heard you have upwards of $40 million in the bank now. So uh, obviously <laughs> it, was a, it was a good call on your end, my friend. Yeah. I think she was worried that she wouldn't enjoy the con, being not, not being a wrestling fan, because she had never been to one. But now she knows it's just a spectacle. And so if you just like good energy and good vibes and you want to see happy people, you go to Tommy's Wrestling Convention. It's a great day. I, I, saw, I saw her a couple of weeks back when you guys were there. And she had an ear to smile on her face the whole day every time I ran into her. Uh, she was definitely having a fun time. Oh, dude. And everybody we see since then, she's showing pictures on her phone about, you know, she got to hug Sergeant Slaughter, so she's showing pictures to everybody. So, no, she had a fantastic day. She she might have had more fun right. than I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you did a, and also, I don't think I mentioned this last week, you did an awesome job, by the way, hosting the, uh, the uh, Jeopardy, the 80s wrestling uh, Jeopardy game. That was cool how they, they set that up with all the questions like that. Look, whoever, like you had, whoever you had set that up did an unbelievable job. That guy deserves a high five and a pat on the back. That guy was killer. Yeah, man. That, that's actually yeah. my, my senior referee, Pat Savino, ISW referee. He set that up, and uh, he did a, a, a fantastic job did, with that. He did a fantastic job. That's something we definitely have to bring back for next year's 80s con as well and, and, and have that again because that was a lot of fun. And it seemed like the – 
the, the, the people that were there were enjoying watching it as well. So that was definitely cool, man. But, hey, listen, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. hope everyone at home listening around the world has a great weekend. And uh, I'm off to the show, and I will see you. We will see you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 